Welcome back to Nurse Talk. I'm Casey Hobbs, along with Shane Mason, and we are two of the thousands of nurses on duty today. Across the country, nurses are unified in insisting that hospitals improve RN staffing, which far too often is compromising patient safety and other patient protections, said NNU co-president Karen Higgins. Other issues at many of the hospitals include hospital demands for cuts in nurses' health care and other policies that hurt the retention of experienced RNs. More than 6,400 registered nurses will hold either a one- or two-day strike April 30th and May 1st at eight California hospitals as well as at a major Chicago hospital. RNs are calling on hospitals to stop endangering patients by implementing safe staffing levels and taking steps to retain experienced RNs. They're also demanding policies that give RNs a stronger voice in patient care delivery. Here with us to talk about the strikes is Laura Hinnerfeld, an RN who is working at the ICU in Sutter, Santa Rosa, California. Laura, welcome to Nurse Talk, and thanks so much for being with us. So, Laura, let's start out with first, how long have you been a nurse and what got you into this business? I've been a nurse since 2005. I graduated from the Santa Rosa Junior College in the ADN program. Uh, it's a second or third career for me, and it was a taking stock process, let's put it that way, and uh, it's been a great, a great profession for me. I just have to say I love that because as somebody who came into it when I was very young. I love a nurses coming in as their second or third career because you're already so much more of a balanced person. You really make a much better nurse at that age, I think. Well, I like to think so too. Thank you. <laughs> so can you give us an overview of the strikes and why the nurses are taking this action? Sure. We're angry that Sutter continues to earn record surpluses and you know they're a not-for-profit hospital, but they don't reinvest a surplus in direct patient care. So rather they add services that will further enrich their corporation, things like concierge services, which are, you know, massage services for patients, but at the same time, they're cutting services that our communities need most. So like mental health in certain communities, pain clinics in other communities. Pediatrics in other communities. Right, pediatrics, exactly. And also due to staffing shortages, um, we feel that patient and nurse safety is compromised daily. And this is not a new problem. Ratios have certainly alleviated that, but we really feel like um, we are working with bare bones staff. Um, And then, you know, the other thing is Sutter is shifting its focus toward insurance products, um, and they're restructuring the coverage in a way that they're shifting costs onto their own employees. And then their raises, such as they're proposing, really are keeping our wages stagnant. So this is all about, you know, Sutter's profits versus where they're reinvesting them and then patient safety, of course, as it always is. Well, and the other thing, that, the point that I would like to make that you brought up there is at a time where they're cutting critical services to patients, they gloss that over by the patients by offering, as you say, concierge-type services, making a hospital more like a hotel, and in fact, training their people to be more like a hotel-type model than a hospital model. And that's done pointedly so that they cover up what they're doing on the back end, which is cutting services like crazy and making it harder for experienced nurses. So what do you have to say to that? I mean, I couldn't agree more. Um, The Atlantic had an excellent piece on this uh, just this past week. And really what's happening is that nurses who have a lot of experience and have built up rapport with patients um, and really know what they're doing are being asked to be, I say, waitresses. (laughs) Um, So we end up trying to make patients happy happy, which uh, really is not always in their best interest. I can make you very happy with lots of pain medication um, until you're dead. What's at the bottom line of all these cuts? I mean, I think I can guess, but I'd like to hear it from you. As far as I can tell, it's enriching executive pockets. It's profits. 
Yes. Um, and that's, t- taking that's the more- only thing. And that's just coming right off their tax forms, which I look at. I mean, I'm an activist, and so I want to see where my money's going. This is a not-for-profit corporation, so they're getting tax breaks. Correct. So when they're, not, when they're getting tax breaks, I want to see how that money's being spent, how my tax dollars um, are being spent. And so I actually go look at their forms, and there's a lot of perks in there for employees, for top executives. And Laura, let's be clear. There are people out there who say that nurses should be at the bedside, and why are you an activist? activist, because you have described yourself as an activist. So why is that so important to you? Well, I was an activist before I became a nurse. And I mean, I can't speak for all nurses and I can't speak for all activists. But I really would hope that anyone who is working in a service profession is engaged um, with that profession. Um, Some people are activists on the academic level fighting so that evidence-based practice is always used. Um, And my fight is more for advocating for patients and advocating for our communities because any one of us could be a patient at any time. And so what I really want to see is nurses really being supported and delivering the very best evidence-based care and being able to have a voice in advocating for their patients and to do that and not being stymied. So that's my end of it. I don't really know what to say to people who think anyone shouldn't be an activist. I think everyone should be an activist and should advocate for a greater community involvement. And what about staffing levels? You've mentioned that a couple of times. Not all of our listeners listen somewhere where they have safe staff laws. What are safe staffing levels and are hospitals complying with them from what you can see? So there's a difference in California, um, thanks to the work of CNA, largely California um, was able to get ratio laws passed um, in our state, which helped tremendously in bringing um, safe patient care to the bedside. So in my department, the ICU, we have a maximum of two patients for each nurse. In other departments, it's five or four. Certainly in mother-baby, where it's four couplets, um, I would question from what I've heard whether or not that's a safe staffing level, but that's what the law is. So there's, to me, a difference between um, what the nurse ratios are and what safe staffing is. So you can be within nurse ratios, but not have the auxiliary staff that you need so that nurses are pulled away from the bedside doing non-nursing tasks. And to me, that's unsafe when nurses are not able to be at the bedside because they have to constantly answer the phones or um, they're doing housekeeping work or um, they're being called to be sitters for patients, patients who are not safe to be left on their own. You know, those are all uh, incidents where, especially in our hospital, where nurses are not getting the breaks they need. Um, and charge nurses who are supposed to not be taking care of patients, they're really managing the entire unit for a given shift. Um, charge nurses are being asked to do patient care, and that's really a conflict of what they can do. They can't simultaneously do the work of overseeing the running of the unit while providing direct patient care to a given nurse's assignment while she's on break, and that's often compromised. Do you think the public knew that Kaiser, for example, had a net profit of over $4.3 billion last year and recruited more than half a million more members last year alone that they would be interested to know why that same hospital continues to try and cut RN staffing ratios and benefits. Kaiser members should be very interested to know that because that directly uh, affects their safety and their rates, I would think. So there's there's economic issues and there's simple public safety issues here. You know, I don't work for Kaiser, I work for Sutter, but, you know, we've seen problems when nurses are too busy to keep an eye on their patients doing other things or when there's not enough nurses or when there's not enough staff. And there's been some very high profile cases. And I just want to highlight because I do see this every day and I don't want to bash either Sutter or Kaiser or any of them because I think all hospitals, I see it at Marin General as well, um, especially with Medicare recipients, the rules are really being stacked against the consumer and against the patient. So Absolutely. here again, Laura, the, the fight that CNA and NNU 
and nurse activists are doing is the fight for all of us in the community because there are record profits at the same time there are huge cuts. Right. And I think, uh, you know, the Affordable Care Act really did bring a new population of insured patients to these hospitals. And so for them to uh, claim poverty is a little disingenuous. And Laura, what do the nurses want to accomplish with these strikes? What's the goal? Well, we've been bargaining since July um, and really we need to move this along. I think um, I don't feel that Sutter is being either respectful or um, taking us seriously in our bargaining. And so uh, nurses really have thought about this long and hard. This is not a rash decision to strike. We don't like strikes. We want to serve our community and we want to be at work. But we uh, really need this bargaining to move forward and we need Sutter to see that um, these are unacceptable uh, changes to our contract. So how can people find out more about this and more importantly, how can they help? The CNA website is a great source, calnurses.org. There's been some great articles recently uh, and not so recently. You know, you can help by calling legislators by getting out there on Thursday. I don't know if you're going to do this on air in time for our strike, but supporting nurses where you see them um, and really just keeping up to date. All right. So, Laura, thank you so much for being a great nurse and an advocate for all of us. We've been talking with RN Laura Hinterfield about the upcoming nurse strikes here in California and in Illinois. For more about this information, go to nnu.org. And thanks again for being with us, Laura. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thanks so much for having you.